Welcome to the Make the Day Awesome podcast. I'm your host, Joshua Luther. And today we have an amazing special guest, Jesse Lee with us. Uh, hashtag Boss Lee. She is an amazing uh, network marketer. She's a, a leader, a coach. I mean, I got to first uh, experience Jesse Lee at a million dollar mastermind event in 2021 <laughs> and hear her story. And now she has graciously taken the time out of her day to come share her message and her story with you guys, our family at the Make the Day Awesome podcast. So Jesse Lee, the floor is yours. Go ahead and share a little bit more about who you are. Cool. Well, I love MDM, first of all. So I'll give a shout out to Apex and Ryan Steuben and all them because that's my boy. It's like my brother, my long lost brother. So I adore him very much. And if you're not already following him, uh, you know, three years ago, if you would have told me I would say this, I'd say, hell no, but I recommend you follow him. So <laughs> he's just, uh, he's like my male counterpart. He's just a little too aggressive sometimes in a, in a good way. So, but anyway, um, yeah, I'm Jesse Lee. I am a serial entrepreneur. I'm the number one network marketer in the world. And then that has a Allowed me to turn into uh, a, a, an accredited investor. I have tons, like tons, I mean, just millions of dollars in real estate. I have multiple traditional, um, you know, standalone businesses. I have restaurants, I have hair salons, I do all kinds of stuff. Um, podcaster, I do every little bit, of, not a little bit of everything, but I do a lot. Um, and I really have such a blessed life because I said yes to a business opportunity that everybody told me was a scam or I was going to put me in debt or whatever. And it has put me on stages around the world. Um, I have business in 41 countries and I just, I, I love what I do. My life is so flipped and blessed and clearly guided. And so I'm, I'm excited to be on here today with you. Um, it's very much so, we don't have to get into it, but like a very much so rags to riches story and um and i love it so yeah that's me well you know what we're, we're if you don't mind touching a little bit on that rags to riches story because the point of our show is to really spread that hope and that inspiration for people who are going through dark times through hardships through um i call it the cave that they don't they don't see the light and no matter where that was, and I know in your bio online, it um, it goes into a little bit more of that story. You grew up in Maryland. Yeah. And if you don't mind sharing a little bit of that backstory. Yeah, I don't mind at all. So I like that you call it the cave. That's cool. I think first of all, if everybody would understand that the darkness, you, the darkness allows you to appreciate the light. So it's like the ocean is beautiful and roaring, but it, you wouldn't want it roaring all the time, but you also wouldn't want it calm all the time, right? So you appreciate the calmness because you see the waves or uh, it's, it's applicable to anything, right? Um, I always like to tell people, I'm like, oh, so you're in the valley right now. Okay, good. You'll appreciate the peak when you get up there a whole lot more because um, it's, it's so much more beautiful when you've gone through the struggle. So um, my cave, I guess, kind of started from, from birth, if you will. Um, and I mean that in such a, it's okay way. You know, if you're in the middle of a storm or in the middle of whatever, it's all happening for you, not to you. I say that a lot, like a lot, a lot, a lot. And um, so I grew up in a really small country town called Middletown, Maryland. And the town itself now is a golf course. So if you Google it, you'll be like, yeah, it is a small town, but it looks pretty bougie. And it is now, but it wasn't 30 years ago. Um, but uh, but I grew up in a really small town and I was, we were the family that didn't have anything. You know, it was, it was the crazy tumultuous household. We couldn't afford food or clothes or anything like that. There was a lot of domestic violence in the household, sent my dad to jail when I was nine. Um, and so got really thrown into leadership way too young. I was nine years old, really, when I became a leader. But I talk about this a lot on the internet because I think transparency is super powerful. But um, I really 
to no exaggeration, have blacked out the years of nine to pretty much 17, 18 of my life. So I have, it's just a trauma protection thing that the brain does. I don't remember any of it. So I have this huge black gap. And so I don't really know everything that happened then, but I do know enough. Uh, but I was raised by, I was raised by my Nana. So she came in and pretty much swooped in and was like, oh, hell no, these kids are going to definitely go to jail. <laughs> she didn't say that, but I think she really thought that you know? <laughs> um, if we were on the path we were on, because you are very much so influenced by the people that are around you. Um, everybody should write that down if they're listening to the, to the show, because um, you can control that. Anybody who has an excuse that their friends or their family is not uh, are not conducive to success then stop hanging out with them. And I don't care if you're just hanging out with people um, quite frankly, on the internet. But that's where it really started with me is I started hanging out, if you will, with these people that I'm like, God, I just need to get around better people. I need to get around smarter people. I need to get around people who have money so I can learn how to make money. And those people didn't want to hang out with poor little old me. Um, but I would watch them online and I'd learn from them and I'd start doing what they said to do. And I was, you know, my nose was deep in books and it turned my whole life around. Um, but I, I did go to school. I went on an academic ride. Um, so I went to Hunter College, and after that, I worked in a pathology lab, and I hated it. I knew I was supposed to be an entrepreneur. Um, I just, I'm a really bad employee. Like, there's no no other way to say it. I don't know if anyone listening can relate to that, but I am a bad employee. I don't like being told what to do. <laughs> so uh, I found, um, you know, upon like, again, I guess this is another little cave of my life, but I was, well, literally, I guess I was living in a basement. I was renting a room in a basement and my rent was going to get increased by $300 a month. And so I didn't have any other way to make money. There was no DoorDash. There was no Uber Eats. There was none of this gig economy stuff we have now. It didn't right. exist in 2011. And so my option was, uh, I Googled at home businesses that make the most money. And I literally joined the first direct sales opportunity that popped up direct sales four and a half years later turned into network marketing, uh, network marketing. I became number one in that company after 16 months, found another company after a crazy, crazy, crazy 2017. Um, and then have turned into number one network marketer in the entire world. And it has been crazy, but that's an 11 and a half year long journey condensed into five minutes, but, um, it's been a hell of a ride and I am so grateful for every single minute of it. So that's me. Thank you for that. And I just want to touch on here. You, you, um, have brought up about your circle of influence yeah. and how important that is to be around the right people to push you to be better. And it's not just for business-minded folks. It's not just an entrepreneur thing. It's in every area of our lives, whether oh. it's friends, business. I mean, I got I'm going through it with my 15 year old, you know, yeah. I think we all do with teenagers and it's just, beating that into her that you need to be aware of who you keep around you. I want, I want to say something I never said before, because I had a conversation yeah, today, but you're, you're so right. And you have a 15 year old daughter and that's like my jam. Like, I just want her to be a world changer. I don't even know her. Right. But, um, I, I, I was just having this conversation. I was friends with the teachers. Like people didn't like me. Yeah. And, and I think part of that was that I was always nice. I know that sounds so weird. But like, no one really wants to hang out with the overly nice girl who comes, who's poor and is like, you know, the, the clothes don't fit. She can't go on any of the field trips. She can't do any of this stuff. And so the teachers were the people that I was like friends with, not friends, but like they were the people that I got along with. And I always thought that was so strange. And um, I just hope that if, I know a lot of kids listen to me in general. She's not a kid. She's a, she's a teenager who's pretty sure she's 40. Um, but I just, <laughs> you're laughing pretty hard there, dad. Um, she already has it figured out, dad. Leave her alone. 
Um, but it's, I just, I wish more people knew it's way cooler to be weird. Like it's way cooler to not be understood by your peer group. It's not, it doesn't feel like it. It doesn't feel good when you're the weirdo, the outcast, you dress a little different, you talk a little different, you're, you're interested in different things than just like partying and the boys and the whatever else. I mean, I always like the boys. Okay. I'm not going to lie to your daughter. Okay. But like, (laughs) I mean, I had my life a little bit more under control in a way than a lot of people did. And it wasn't popular and it's why I wasn't liked. And so it's interesting how it's transpired now where it's like, oh, well, I don't really, you know, I I don't really want to be like other people. I don't want to be, I don't think maybe I'm just not normal. And so if anyone's listening and you're like, I'm really just not normal. I think that's a gift. I think you cannot stand out by fitting in. I think that if you blend into everything and try to make everybody around you happy, you're not making yourself happy. And uh, I, I really believe in that. But that circle of influence, there are amazing people out there, amazing people out there. And so ask yourself how you can give value to them so they allow you in their circle. And that might sound weird, but there are people who follow people on Instagram every single day and they never send them a message. Well, how are you going to create a relationship with somebody if you never start responding to their stories or you never start on a DM or you consume all of their podcasts and their content and whatever. And you literally just sit there as a silent stalker and wonder why, you know, your, your friend circle stays the same. And, and then that last thing I'll say is don't be scared to fire people in your life. You don't really have to make like a big announcement, but maybe stop hanging out with some of those people so often, you know, maybe, maybe don't go out to, for drinks and dinner with people that drive you crazy or all they do is talk about people. Um, I found, and I read a long time ago that small-minded people talk about people, normal people talk about events and people with vision, they talk about ideas. And so just kind of veto and uh, veto people in your life, I guess, maybe not fire, veto them and pay attention to the conversations that are around you. No, you made a, you made a lot of great points in there, especially that last one about um, distancing yourself from people. And you don't have to cut them off. You don't have to give them a letter or post on Facebook. Hey, we're not. I'm not dealing with this person anymore. Just right. don't give them access to your time. Yeah, that's it. Just become unavailable. Hey, I'd love to, but no, I can't tonight. You know, it doesn't take a lot, and eventually they'll just kind of fizzle out on their own. Yeah, it's true. No hard feelings. But you did say another thing. You, you were talking about the, the weird and the normal aspect. And if I remember correctly, really want to say it was Ed Milet just had talked about this. Oh. Uh, I, I heard him say something about um, weird people get rich. Normal people stay poor. <laughs> and I got, now, now I have oh, to look and see if it was... <laughs> oh, I love it. Weird. I'm writing it down. Weird people get rich. Yes, it was Ed Milet. He posted on Twitter, weird, rich, normal, poor. I get fired up by doing things I know other people aren't willing to. Hell yeah. And no, I, just I love that how, actually how a lot. A- <laughs> yeah, that's strong. No, that's really strong, actually. That so, is. Uh, I love that. So you have a lot going on. You were, you were talking about, you, you have your network marketing, right? You have a network of over 25,000 people, 25, sorry, 25,000 promoters, correct? Yeah. Um, I think I saw 800,000 customers, over 800,000 customers. Yeah, it's like 1.4 million now. I got to upload, update that bio. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 I'm a little behind the times. No, it's okay. It's my fault. I'm on Google 2015. <laughs> oh God. Well, that would probably be why. <laughs> no worries. That would probably be why. Um, so let's get into your network marketing journey because I think a lot of people have this 
this preconceived notion from all the the drama and the talks and everything they hear from their friends that, you know, the pyramid schemes or the scams or whatnot. Um, let's talk about that journey because you don't become the number one network marketer in the world from a scam. Right. Let's be honest. Yeah. Nobody scams their way to the top like that. No, it's not possible. <laughs> Certainly not possible to stay there. Um, so there are a couple things in there we can kind of unpack. Back to Ryan, just because I know you you know me because you went to MDM yes. and that's Ryan's event. Um, at when I first met Ryan, before he knew I was a network marketer, he we were literally in a conversation where he was talking about how oh, I hate that, 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 and I went, really? You know, do you know? He's like, oh, I hate those people. They're always in your inbox. Hey, I've got an opportunity for you. And I said, well. First of all, hi, my name is Jesse Lee, and I'm the number one network marketer in the world. Second of all, I hate those people too. And if you consume any of my content, you will find that I I basically bash and blast the cold messenger people. I can't stand it. I can't stand it. It is such poor business uh, because especially in a day and age when you're teaching attraction marketing or value marketing, and you can absolutely convert people by having real content and real value on the internet. Get out of my inbox with, with your crap. Hey, hon, would you like, hey, babe, I was looking at your profile. Looks really awesome. I have a business up. You don't have shit for me, actually. Like, I'm so uninterested. Sorry, I don't know if this was cussing on your show. Just bleep me. Um, but anyway, I can't tolerate it. So um, it gets a bad rap because there's people that are poorly trained, but my argument in that would be, you know what, there's poorly trained people in every single profession. It's just that I can't fire you. I, I fire people, not all the time, fired somebody last week, but I fire people that don't do their jobs here in my other businesses. You know, you're not doing your job. You're not showing up. You're not doing it on time. You're not hitting the metrics. You're not doing A, B, C, D, E, F, G. You're wasting your time here, wasting my time there, wasting my resources here, stealing my time there, doing whatever, not hitting your numbers. You're fired. The only reason these people aren't fired because they're not learning and doing the training is because I can't fire you. I, I would fire most of the people on the team. It wouldn't be 25,000 people. It'd be 400 at most, you know, like it's just what it is. So I've had this mindset to get to number one. It was just the best trained team in network marketing is going to win the biggest. So I started turning into an education machine. I turned into, no, I'm going to teach you how to sell. I'm going to teach you how to brand yourself. I'm going to teach you how to build a marketing campaign. I'm going to teach you how to recruit and not be a scam artist. I'm going to teach you the actual business model. I'm going to teach you the benefits of the product. I'm going to teach you how to use live video. I'm going to teach you how to use social media in general. I'm going to teach you how to scale a business. I'm going to teach you how to build culture. I'm going to teach you how to run the books. I'm going to teach you how to do all this stuff. So instead of running business like most network marketers do, which is this just blast people on the internet, hit as many inboxes as humanly possible, you know, you'll get told no or blocked at least 100 times, but maybe on that 101st time, you'll get one one sale, which is not an effective way to lead anything. I said, how about instead of that crap, I fix the profession and I start teaching people business practices. And the great crazy thing about all this is, is it exploded the business. The average person on our team makes way more money than the average people in other teams. It's ridiculous the, the conversion. The average customers per person are insane because I teach them how to build a brand and I teach them how to convert. I teach them how to do calls to action. I teach them social media, all this stuff. Teach them all these things, all these systems, all these scripts, all this technology. Teach them, teach them, teach them, teach them, teach them, teach them, teach them. Well, not only does it work here, but then I go and I take it to the traditional businesses and I scale my traditional businesses doing the same thing. 
it works everywhere. And so uh, when you start realizing, oh, it's just a superior business model with extremely low overhead, you start to get excited. And it, quite frankly, we're about to go, I, you know what, I, I'm not a magic genie, whatever. So I don't know what is going to happen. I think the signs are pretty sure that we're going to go into a recession. Like, I can't wait. Some of y'all really about to learn about network marketing. You sure are. Because <laughs> guess what? I got zero overhead. None. I don't have a minimum order. I got to pay to get my check. Nothing. I have no expenses. Beautiful. And I get paid. So like, is it perfect? Hell no. We can talk about the bad stuff just as much as we talk about the good stuff. But when I'm keeping a store open, a restaurant open, and we're getting the alerts from Texas that say, heat index, please turn down your air conditioning. And I go, I can't turn down air conditioning. I'm going to have spoiled food. Yeah. I can't turn down air conditioning. I'm going to have people fainting. I can't turn, oh, shoot, now the air conditioning's broken. That's going to be another $2,000. Now we got to worry about that. Like, none of this exists. So I just looked at it like, you know what? People are going to talk crap about it no matter what I do. But y'all should probably pay attention to the fact that people talk crap about everything you do, no matter if you're Mother Teresa. And I said, this is going to be the business model that I use to then turn into the catalyst that allows me to have cash flow um, that runs my world. It lets me invest in tons of businesses. It lets me do a lot of cool stuff, travel the world, blah, 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 blah. And here we are. And, and you've used that to replicate systems and processes to help you yes. get there. You know, yeah. I, I remember I was just reminded and uh, at MDM, you were, you had talked about understanding your um, your team. Huh? You, you were talking about understanding who they are, their family, the things they like. Uh, you really dove into that. And I think that's an amazing concept for other business owners to really grasp onto as they're going through their journey, they're building their business, uh, they're building that legacy is to understand their employees or their team yeah, the well, you do. people, they don't, like, people don't care what you know until they know how much you care. Yes. And I'm so grateful for, I'll just bring back up Ed for a minute here. I'm really grateful for Ed Milet. Um, of a lot of people in the space, you know, personal development, et cetera. Ed and Gary Vaynerchuk, I'll say, are two people that not only their content is great, but they're very masculine men, Ed in particular. And they show men that the vulnerability is way more powerful than the ruling with an iron fist. And I think the, and I know, excuse me, the most powerful people are the people who you can switch between the two energies. So my energy can be super masculine if I'm in business and then it flips and it's super, super feminine. And then if I need to have a conversation with somebody, I'm led with so much heart there's no aggression in it. It's like, talk to me, tell me about your family, your 15 year old daughter, whatever. This connection is so much deeper than just, oh, let me cash a check. You know, let me, let me write you a check. You know, when somebody's birthday is, you know, when somebody, you know, when somebody's anniversary is, you know, when somebody's kid gets sick, you know what their favorite flower is and all the stuff that I talked about at MDM. It's like, it makes a big difference because people feel seen. And most people are used to going to jobs where no one cares. And you can say on the internet all day long, I don't, I don't care if my boss knows that about me. Just pay me my money. It's not true. It's not true. Your heart does not feel good. I, I don't care who you are. If you got a heart in your chest, it doesn't feel good. So yeah, I'm really grateful for Ed and Gary because they're leading so much with these big masculine personalities, but so much with love and compassion and, and just showing 
you know, manly men, hey, you know what's more manly than, or you know what's more alpha than being screaming and stuff like that? Making a crap load of money is super alpha. Your girl's going to be really into it. So <laughs> learn how to love people. <laughs> yeah, no. And that's that, honestly like for, for me, my journey, I went through a really tough time in 2019, 2020. Uh, and I was just holding it all in. I was bottling it all up. I, I had to carry everything. And when I learned how to start breaking down those walls and allow people in, it created a lot more genuine conversations and genuine connections. That, and then, genuine. And then, yeah. And then getting involved in like Apex, as we had talked about earlier, and other network groups and implementing those connections. Like this wouldn't be, this conversation wouldn't be happening if I didn't quote unquote, cyber stalk you and interact on your content. Correct. Right. You yeah. wouldn't know who I was. So just Correct. to shoot you a random email and be like, Hey, come join my podcast. I don't know who the fuck you are. Correct. And I get that those 30 times a day, you know, not to oh, like your horn beep beep, but congratulations. Like, I mean, it's true. It's, it's every day, every day, 20, 30, sometimes like some days it's 50. I don't know what happens on some of those days where my assistants and I are like, good God, like everybody's trying to get you on whatever. I'm like, I don't know, man, just ask them their budget. Like we got to start charging a ton of money because we got to, we got to filter people through. But I was like, no, I know, I know who this guy is. It's okay. Go ahead. <laughs> sure. I'm like, yeah, he's on my social. I see him. I appreciate Well, I do. I, I greatly appreciate this. Yeah. Um, so let me ask you this. If you picture this as younger you, right? Mm -hmm. Older you comes and tells younger you that this is where you're going to be at this point in your life. Would you have believed it? Uh, yeah, but only because I was always a little dreamer. Okay. So I don't know about this, like exactly where I am. No, 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 no. I just, I was struggling so much as a child, like everything was falling apart that I knew that couldn't be what life was going to be like. I don't know if that makes sense. Nobody really ever asked me this, but it's, it's true. Like, and it was even like that when I had a job, like when I worked in the lab, I kept thinking to myself, this cannot be what life is about. There is no way I was born to pay bills and sit in a chair and be in a lab, bored to tears, not talking to anybody and die. This can't be it. Like, no way was I made for this. So people ask me all the time, like, did you know you were going to succeed in network marketing? And my answer is, well, no, I didn't know I was going to succeed in network marketing. Did you know you were going to be an entrepreneur? No, I didn't know I was going to be an entrepreneur. Did you know you were going to have all this, you know, real estate or the car or dealerships? No, I didn't know any of the specifics, but I knew my life was going to be good. Like I knew it couldn't, it could I feel like when you're shoved down that much every day of your freaking life, you have two options. You either just accept it and you're like, I suck. Life sucks. I, I hate life. I'm ready to die. Or you're like, I'm so done with this. I'm out of here. And you explode. And for me, like the pressure being shoved down when I didn't have control as a young kid, being shoved and shoved and shoved and shoved and shoved and shoved and shoved. No, 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 no. Yeah. It was enough for me to just have, like, I got to a boiling point and then I freaking exploded. So sure. There's people that think I'm too intense and I'm too this and I'm too, oh yeah, she knew she was going to be, blah, blah. I did because I couldn't do that anymore. And I think when you get to the point where you're like, I can't do this anymore. 
you change your life. But most people are really comfortable in the, this sucks, but like, do I really want to try something new? This is so terrible, but uh, I know my marriage is really boring and dull and awful and we never travel anywhere, but like, do I start all over again? Bro, I would be out there so fast and be like, sorry, I, I feel like I'm, I gotta go. I gotta go. Like life is short, but life is long. I don't care if you're listening to this and you're a hundred, no, maybe a hundred is a bad example. You're 75 years old. You still got a long time left, more than likely. I'd be impressed if they were 100 listening to the show. I know. I was like, dang. well, I was like, dang, Jesse Lee, that's not even making sense. You better beat me back that up. That don't make no sense. Uh, but 75 works. 75 does work. As I mentioned, when we started the call, you just got off of a call with another interview. Yes. And you, you were talking about the beginning um, of your network marketing journey on there and how you, uh, if I recall correctly, you had an unpaid internship right? Yeah. Am I okay. So I, I I'm prefacing this to something because we were just talking about being pushed down and whatnot and people get so comfortable in the, in the suck. They get comfortable in the suck and just whatever, but at the same time, they don't want to do the work to progress further. Uh-huh. And hearing that interview that you just came off of with David, it just reminded me of that, that you were doing that work. Yeah. Like, do you want to share a little bit about that? Um, well, your life is either going to be terrible forever, or you're going to have to do something to change it. <laughs> you know, like, I think people who don't like their life, they're not stupid. They have an awareness that life is not the way they want it to be. They're not eating at the restaurants they want to eat at. They're not driving the cars they want, living in the houses they want, having the business that they want, the family they want, the travel they want, whatever. They're not dumb. But it's like, I really think somewhere in there, people think if I just keep doing this, something's going to change. Well, no, ding dong. In order for something to change, you have to change. And back to our beginning conversation about circle of influence, like, the people I was hanging out with were not going to be the catalysts for change. There's just no other way for me to explain it. Like, and it's not that they were like bad people. It's just, they were so woe is me. It was like life was taking over them. They had no accountability over whatever. Everything was the blame game. You know, oh, you know, well, I don't have a college degree. So that's why I make this much money. One would say, or, well, I know I'm just going to stay at this job forever. So oh, I, I plan on staying in Frederick County, Maryland, like all this stuff. And I'm like, I am made for so much more. There's no way. And so I feel like if you're listening to that, you have that calling on your life, like then get around the dreamers. So this lady, and this is going to sound, okay. It is a lot of money, I'm about to say, but it's not a lot of money, okay? So I will never forget. I go to this lady's house. I carpooled my way to a holiday party, and she has a check. And somebody goes, hey, what was your check last month? Because we used to get the checks, you know, like it was before direct deposit. I'm aging myself, please. Okay? <laughs> and, you know, the checks were not even small. You know, they're the checks that are like this big, you know, like it's <laughs> like huge. Anyway, and, and she goes, oh, my check was $36,000 last month. And I remember like, like I like hit the floor, you know, I'm like, did anyone hear what she just said? She just said her check was $36,000 for the month. Yeah. And I'm like, oh. I make, le I make less than that in a year in the lab. And I'm the girl with the, the good job with the benefits. I'm the girl with two degrees, two minors. I graduated top of my class in college, summa cum laude. 
and I'm making $27,000 a year pre-tax. She's making $36,000 a month. And she's a single mom of two. And I remember, I mean, no one had to say nothing to me. That's all I needed to know. I knew right then who I needed to get around. And it was not the people that wanted to sit at TGI Fridays and drink margaritas on a Wednesday night. I've never said that before, but I still remember that's what they used to do. Like, I mean, it wasn't about happy hour and the appetizers, man. It was how the hell do I get down to her house so I can learn from her? And so I texted her because she was way up in my, you know, leadership line. And I just said, you know, how can I help you? She's like, well, I mean, I have like, you know, I've got like, you know, boring. I think she called it busy work or something. That's what people call it. I got busy work for you to do. I'm like, I don't care as long as I can get around you. And I don't know why. I already knew that you need to get around successful people instead of hanging out with your freaking loser friends. But for some reason, I knew, I knew. And I started making excuses for why I couldn't go there on Wednesday nights and TGI Fridays, which I never ate anyway, because I was too broke, <laughs> you know? But I'd sit with them while they drank and they ate. I punted my whole 20s. I didn't drink from 20 to, to, to 32. Uh, but anyway, like I went straight into to her house and it was so boring, but it was an absolute, un and it was never like officially in signed paperwork, but it was totally an unpaid internship. She showed me how to work the business. She showed me how to manage stuff. She showed me how to do inventory. She showed me how to do taxes. She showed me how to stuff envelopes. She told me how to uh, uh, coach some like a hostess through how to put on an event. She showed me how to do an event. She'd ask if, hey, would you want to be my bag girl? I'm like, your bag girl. So she'd go to like an event and I'd drive with her in her Escalade and I'm dreaming like, damn, someday maybe I'll have an Escalade. Like, uh, you know, like I'm, I'm loading up her car. I'm doing all of her busy work. You know, like she called it. I'm packing up her, her Escalade. I'm taking the bags out. I'm like, it's like labor, you know, and the whole time I'm huffing and puffing and thinking, why am I doing this? Like, I really think I've lost my mind here. People would tell me, why aren't you at dinner? Why aren't you at happy hour? Why aren't you out with your friends? I'm like, no, I don't go out with friends. You know, people thought I was so stupid. God, I thought it was so stupid. And I just watched her. I watched her. I watched her. I watched her. I, 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 I watched her language. I saw how she delivered jokes. I saw how she closed the room. I watched how she upsold people, cross-sold people, offered an opportunity to people. I saw her confidence, her posture. I saw all this stuff, which you can't teach. You got to catch it. So I saw in an interview, right? You can't teach stuff. It's not all taught. It's caught. So I watched her. She didn't pay me a dime. And I'm not saying it's because of her I make millions of dollars a month, which is a lot more than $36,000 a month, right? But I will tell you, no income claims. I'm just kind of awesome. <laughs> all right? Results but I'm just telling you, it started there. It started with how do I get around this woman, and that woman had friends too. That woman wasn't hanging out with losers. I was like her, like I said, unpaid intern. I'd show up to work for her for free. But everyone, so she wasn't like hanging out with me, but she'd have people come over and I would hear the conversations, the kinds of conversations they would have. And I'd hear how she's on the phone and she's converting a customer. I'm like, I need to talk like that. I saw the way she talked, little stuff, how she talks to the mailman. I watched all the success principles in action. And I said, that's what I need to be like. That's what I need to be like. That's what I need to be like. And so if you know someone in your proximity that is wildly successful and you're like, I think I could serve them. I served that woman for years. Any opportunity. She paid me no money. None. But I learned so much that now I have a legacy that is already significantly larger than hers. Yeah, you know, I talked about that value for value trade a couple podcast episodes back. And that's, guys, that's exactly what that is. It might not have been paid up front, paycheck in hand every Friday. But no. in the end, I mean, you, you said that you were 
helping her go to events and whatnot, riding in her Escalade, dreaming about the day you have an Escalade. Now I drive around North Dallas here and I'm seeing ketone cars wrapped like Range Rovers and Lamborghinis and whatnot. I'm like, oh yeah, there's Jet. Yep. They're mine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's me. It's like uh, back, getting back to my 15 year old. The um, uh, This was a few months back. We went over to Legacy West. Aww. We grabbed um, lunch at Union. Actually, it might have been brunch after church that day nice. at Union Bear. And I saw the Urus chilling outside of the Hilton. And I go over and just walk by, and you're hosting your big event for your team. And you had all that going on. So long cry from an Escalade. I'm sure there's one in the fleet there somewhere, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So the, the dream, the big vision, right? Let's, let's talk about that because that's, that's huge. You're a dreamer. I always grew up. I had the big visions for myself and we get around people who try to beat us down and whatnot. And we stop believing in ourselves. Mm. So what can you share with the community, with the Make the Day Awesome family about their self-belief or how to overcome those negative thoughts or emotions that they're feeling that are keeping them held back? So there's a couple of things. I, I, I always like to coach people. I want you to go back to when you were a little kid. Like, like when nothing made sense, but it all made sense to you. When you were so sure you were going to be an astronaut, or you were so sure you were going to be a doctor, or you were so sure you were going to be the president of the United States, right? All these crazy things. Because what I find is like that's where a lot of kids start. Is that something really nuts, you know, <laughs> like like really crazy, and they're so sure. And it's like after, and the thing is, people are encouraging at first. Yeah, baby, you're going to be the president. Yeah, baby, you're going to be a doctor. You're going to be a heart surgeon. Yeah, my little baby's going to change the world. Woo! Yeah, astronaut. Aliens, you know, like all excited. It's like I swear, kids turn like five. So like they go to kindergarten. So now they got to be like a little bit more grown up. And I think that's when people start going, baby, 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 don't, maybe don't go to school tomorrow and tell them you're going to be an astronaut. Okay, like maybe a firefighter. That's cool. You could be a firefighter. Maybe you could be like a nurse. Like it starts so young. We don't even realize we're doing it, but we do this to our kids. I, I, see, I see it every day. Every day I see people doing this to their kids. It's like, yeah, dream big. No, 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 dream small. Baby, dream big. They turn turn five, dream small. It's crazy. It's like, I don't care how unrealistic my God kids are. They're nuts sometimes. I'm like, that's right, baby. That's right. We're going to do that. We're going to do that. What do you, yeah, you want to do that? Yeah, let's do that. Like stuff that makes no sense. I don't care. I want their brains to just think that Jesse Lee doesn't believe the limits exist in anything. Okay. Like, and I'll tell you, so I don't know when that changes. It really starts when they're like five and then it's over and over and over again. It's, it's, it's their nine years old. The teacher says something 10 years old. You're being crazy. 12 years old. Whoa, slow down. Hey, 13 years old. You're not even good at math. You can't be an astronaut if you're not good at math. Why is that your dream? 16 years old. Nobody becomes, there's like two people become a doctor. Stop that. You know, I want to be an NBA superstar. Well, look how short you are. Okay. Have you seen Stephen Curry? The man is not that tall. I've seen him play basketball person in live person game four over here. Mavericks versus golden state. Holy hell. He, what, what? Like he's not tall. Somebody told him to believe in himself. 
and never let them quit believing. That's what makes superstars, right? Either that, grit, hard work, all of it together. But somebody believed. Somebody believed in that kid. I know it was his father, though, like in that situation, right? But if you want to believe in yourself more, start showing up more for, your, for yourself, right? Start showing up more for yourself. Do what you say you're going to do. And I know sometimes it's really frustrating because you have this big vision, this big goal. I'm going to do this with my business. I'm going to do this with my podcast. I'm going to be a New York Times bestseller. I'm going to be this, da, 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 da. And people look at you and they talk to you like you are an absolute nut job, don't they? They tell you you're crazy, don't they? Fact. But look, if I know anything, I'm a God-fearing woman. I'm a Christian. So you had left church. I had probably just left church too. <laughs> 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 you was at that event, I guess. But um, God gave your vision to you. He didn't give it to anybody else. So don't be shocked when people don't understand it. Don't be shocked when people tell you you're crazy. Don't be shocked when people say that's not possible. I mean, you know the quote in and of itself. The word I'm impossible says I'm possible right in it. So at what point did you start thinking, oh, no, I'm not good enough for that. I'm not smart enough for that. I'm not tall enough for that. I'm not pretty enough for that. I'm not. What are you talking about? Like the world is ours. Like it's ours. We're in the greatest generation of all time. We have technology like never before. If you have a cell phone and an internet connection, even if yours is crappy, go to McDonald's, go to Starbucks. It's free both places. You can actually change the world. And it blows my mind because there are people that are that are born here in, you know, a, well, I'm here obviously in America, but North America, I don't know where your podcast listeners are from. I'm global. But anybody who can listen to me anywhere on any podcast, on any live video, on any any anything, whatever, you're so blessed. I take trips all the time to third world countries, right? I just got back in the Dominican and I saw this little baby and it just, she just reminded me of how blessed we are and we better keep dreaming. But she was just being held by her mom. Like she's tiny. So she's teeny tiny sitting in, or could have been a boy. I don't know. In their mom's arms on the side of the road, we're driving by in a car, like an open arm, open, open window bus. They're on the side of the road and literally in huts right? I've paid $2,000 a day for the excursions and to do all this fun stuff with, with the 24 people I took down in the Dominican with me. No expenses matter. You know, money doesn't even exist for these people, you know, spoiling them rotten. And I looked at that baby when we drove past and I thought to myself, like, why would we not do everything we can to succeed? Why would we take opportunities for granted? Like we do every day, that little baby, like that, that mom doesn't have a cell phone. That mom doesn't have an internet connection. I don't even know if they have clean water. You know, that baby does not have the same chance as the people that are able to watch this or listen to this. They just don't. And we take it for granted. And then we act like stuff is owed to us. Nothing is owed to us. We need to start taking it. Not in a bad, aggressive way, but take what you want, right? Don't hurt people. Don't scam people. Don't do any of these things. But life is so good here. Why are we acting like it's terrible? We're focusing on so much negative stuff. That's what people want you to do. They want you to focus on the negative. They want you to fight with your neighbor. They want you to not get along. They want everything to be black and white. Well, let me tell you something. It is not black and white in this world. The beauty is in the gray. I don't have to get along with you on every single subject. I don't have to agree with you on every single thing, but the fighting is stupid. It makes no sense. You're not always right. I'm not always right. You're not always wrong. I'm not always wrong. If we would all just start getting along and working together, this world would be a much more peaceful place. Like life would just be better. Abundance would flow more freely for other people. But I looked at that baby and I just thought, what is like their best bet to stumble upon a, a, a baseball diamond and maybe be the next Alex Rodriguez? What's the likelihood of that? Yeah. 
from the Dominican. So it's an example, but I just, I think we need to stop sometimes and actually utilize the free platforms we have, you know, and actually show up for ourselves. But if you want to keep believing in yourself, then show up for yourself. You'll have a different level of self-confidence. That's beautiful. Um, Jesse, I, we're, I know we're getting close here. So I, I, I want to ask this question of you. And I ask this of a lot of the guests, but what is next? What's the big vision from here? Mm. What's the, what's the 10 years from now, Jesse Lee, what have you well, taken? Well, now that over? we've warmed up. <laughs> 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 no, I really feel like I've just got getting started. And I know a lot of successful people say that, but that's because people might want to write this down, but it's because I'm not doing it for the money. I'm in it for the game. This is so fun for me. Um, I like the challenges. I like the ups. I like the downs. I like the betrayals. I know it sounds weird. Like I don't like the betrayals, but they're such a necessary evil. Um, I like the, the ebbs and the flows of all of it. I like to win. Um, and I'm a winner. So that's what I'm going to do. I'm really excited. This is not out yet. And nobody really knows about this, but you can totally put it out on your podcast because it still won't be out. It's going to drop August 15th, but finally I'm doing a community launching an education community. So okay. Be or weekly coaching as well. So think very much so like Arate with Ed and Andy or Lion's Den, like, um, like Sean Whalen, of course, you know, mutual friends with all of them, but, um, nope. they're all like, there are no women who can coach like you. I'm like, okay. So mine's going to be more affordable too, which I'm excited. I don't even like that word. Cause I think affordable is for, um, is, is relative, but I really have a passion to teach and train and coach and I want to reach the masses. And so I'm really excited. That'll be September is when the calls will start. But, um, I think August 15th is like my, is my soft launch. So I'm really excited for that. That's next, but 10 years from now, she's 10 years is kind of far, but, um, somewhere like pretty soon here, I've got to get a jet. It's got to happen pretty soon here. Um, mostly for tax write-off purposes, but also <laughs> travel like crazy. And, uh, I'm sick of leaving my puppies at home. Those are my kids. So I want that. Um, uh, I am launching a couple new companies as well right now. There's two that I can't really talk too much about, but I'm really excited about that. I'm always investing in stuff. So that's all good and exciting. I'm developing in some opportunity zones right now, millions of dollars in real estate. So that's pretty cool. I've always got tricks up my sleeve. So I don't really know where... I don't know where I'll be in 10 years, but I can tell you it's going to be awesome. And um, I just really hope everybody realizes, I know it might sound like, whoa, this is just her. No, 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 no. Like the sky is not the limit for anybody. It's just that I don't believe the limit exists. So I keep chasing and pushing what limits people do have. I just don't have limits in my mind. So when I see something, I say, I want that. And then it's done. So uh, I'm really excited for, for the future. I'm excited for the present, but the future is just looks good well we always have to appreciate the present yeah oh i will say 10 years from now okay hold on, let me go ahead up. so like and i it's only because i was talking about this earlier today with a um with a with a business partner or um a business partner and accountability partner of mine and i was like he said he's put out a couple books he's put out four books and they've done really well and he said you know i don't write books the way i think you're gonna write books and i said what do you mean he's like they're not like a like a part of my legacy, really. I just do it because it's like, oh, I'm an author. And as soon as he said it, I said, yeah, but I'm going to be a New York Times bestselling author. He's like, hell yeah, you are. <laughs> so I don't know when that is, but that's somewhere in those, uh, somewhere in those, um, somewhere in those, those years. But no, I'm big on, I'm, I'm, I've got a lot to say and a lot to do, but a lot more to accomplish, I think, before I write some kind of, you know, 
memoir or something like that. But for sure, I'll start writing some stuff here. I know a lot of people are like, where? I want books. I want books. I want books. So it just takes time. But, but you, got a, you got a lot to share there. And I, I mean, I honestly, like when I read books, I'm okay. So really, really bad feature of me when I read, I read in people's voices. So as I'm reading a Ryan good. book or an Ed Milet book, <laughs> so I'm, I'm waiting for that book to drop and then it'd be Jesse Lee's voice right there. I'll do it on Audible too. So, <laughs> so you can like read and listen at the same time. Maybe, I don't know. <laughs> it, no, that's, that's a great, that's a great uh, trick. Um, I heard you get, or it said that you get a lot more retention when you're listening and reading at the same time. Of course. You know, it's yeah. like we've talked about MDM. I dropped it a couple times in here. Um, when I went in 2021, a buddy of mine, he says, okay, dude, just go and don't focus on everything. Focus on one thing. So here I am. I'm at MDM. My, I, th I kid you not, my Facebook network at that time was like 400 friends. Yeah. And I'm sitting there. I'm literally taking color-coded notes on my iPad through the whole thing. So mm -hmm. I've got like a mile long of notes and I start trickling them into the MDM group on Facebook and start getting some interaction there. And then just like earlier, remembering what you had talked about that I, I didn't even pull up my notes. It just popped into my head. Your, your whole speech kind of just started rolling and it's like, uh -huh. the, the, my, my buddy said, just, just grab one thing. And here I am remembering the conversations from Keith Kraft, Billy Jean, Jesse Lee, um, Steve Weatherford, like, don't limit yourself in this journey. Everybody who listens to this, don't limit yourself. Jesse Lee, do we have any parting words before we, we cut this off? Oh, I don't know. I mean, you kind of nailed it with the limit thing. I love saying that the limit doesn't exist. So um, I'll say that. I'll, I'll also say um, I'm excited for whoever is listening to this. I think people, if they listen and they actually implement, will change their lives. Don't just listen and be a bystander, be somebody who actually implements. And, and that's where the act, that's where the magic is. The magic's in the action. So take some action and then change your life and, and do that circle of influence thing. I hope everybody takes that as a big takeaway. Just, you know, pay attention to who you got in your circle and change it. It'll change your life. But thank you for having me. I had a great time. It was a great conversation. And I absolutely appreciate you being here. And guys, remember, we have a choice every day how we choose to live our life and we choose to make the day awesome. I love that.